Christians will often say Christianity is a relationship, not a religion. But is that true? We discuss this on this episode of The Overthinkers. Hello, thinking people's thinking people. Welcome to The Overthinkers, a home for those who love to have fun thinking deeply. I'm your host, Joseph Holmes, filmmaker, film critic, moderate religious fanatic, and with me as always is my sensationally spiritual co-host, Nathan Clarkson, actor, author, filmmaker, and I'm spiritual, not religious. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All <laughs> that's right. a joke, everybody. That's a joke, as we will get into now. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. So, no, absolutely. This is a fun conversation I'm looking forward to. Um, but... First, people who, if you enjoy our conversation that we're having and you want to engage more with our content where we have fun thinking deeply about topics like faith, culture, art, etc., or want to engage more with fellow overthinkers like yourself, Nathan, where can they go? They can go to the overthinkersjournal.com. They can find out more about their hosts and see any live events we have coming up. We're going to be planning another one really soon. We just had a fantastic Oscars party. It was oh, so man. much fun. Um, so keep an eye out for there in the overthinkersjournal.com. You can also go to the Facebook group, the Overthinkers, where we have now over 4,000 overthinkers overthinking things and having fun thinking deeply with memes, articles, and discussions. And we want you to be a part of it. So head over there. And if you like the podcast, please share with a friend and leave a review. It really does help us so very much. Cool. Ready to get started? Let's do it. Okay. So today we are discussing the question whether or not Christianity is a religion or a relationship. Religion is defined by Merriam-Webster as a personal set or institutionalized system of religious attitudes, beliefs, and practices, or the service and worship of God, or the supernatural and commitment or devotion to religious faith or observance. That is a mouthful. Christianity is the largest religious group in the world, making up 31% of the global population, according to, according to Pew Research. However, in America, Christians will often say that Christianity is not a religion, it's a relationship. Many of the most well-known today Christian leaders have echoed this sentiment. Dr. Timothy Keller has often said, religion says I obey, therefore I'm accepted. Christianity says I'm accepted, therefore I obey. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said that the West needs a religionless Christianity. The people who argue that Christianity is a relationship, not a religion, usually describe religion as a system of rules and rituals, that, which often substitutes as a way of controlling people rather than actually giving you a access to God. I mean, however, the relationship over religion perspective has gotten pushback in recent years. Articles like Relevance, Yes, Christianity is Religion, Not Just a Relationship, have argued that the rules and rituals associated with Christianity are an essential part of one's relationship with God, not a hindrance. In our own poll of the, at the Overthinkers Facebook group, 25 people said Christianity is religion, 14 people said it was both, but more of a relationship, 13 people said it was a relationship, and seven people said it was both equally. And a couple people said it was a cult. Church, cult, cult, church. So we get bored someplace else every Sunday. Does this really change our day-to-day lives? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that, that's another episode. And that should show you the diverse membership we have in our community, which we are so glad to have. Yes. We value all the opinions, even if they're wrong. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know who you are. Um, so, Nathan, do you consider Christianity more of a religion or relationship? And why do you think this is such a contentious question for many people? Well, I'm going to do the overthinkers thing, define terms. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen, I, I think what people mean, and you explained this in your opening, when people say religion in the modern context and the, yeah. the zeitgeist and in how we use it today, 
what often they mean when they say, well, it's not a religion's relationship. They said well, exactly what you said. Well, it's not just a set of rules and rituals. It's a relationship with your creator. Right. And so what they're trying to get at is that it's not just another system that tells you what to do. Right. It's not just a moralist um, list and, and checklist you have to fill off. This is an opportunity. This is the way to connect with your creator in a relational way. And that's what makes Christianity so unique uh, among all the religions that have ever existed. This is the one that gives you access relationally to God. And so that is an attempt when someone says this is not a, a, a religion's relation, that's an attempt to focus on what makes Christianity unique. And, I, and right. I believe that is unique about Christianity. And that is what I love so much about my faith is that I, I have an ability to have a connection, a personal relational connection with my creator. That being said, <laughs> <laughs> Christianity is absolutely religion, especially defined by the terms you just gave, which is a set of rituals, a set of uh, uh, guidances and, and boundaries right. and directions. Christianity absolutely does that. And you can find it all through scripture. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, when you talk about Christianity uh, or, or religion versus relationship, you know, as someone who has gotten married in the past few years, hmm. I can tell you, you don't that, need to brag about yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> that relationships hmm. are inherently religious. Ooh. By that, I mean, I've been married for a few years now. And in that time, we have developed our own religious, I'm putting quotes around this, practices, hmm. meaning we have rhythms, we have rituals, hmm. we have practices, we have things we mutually worship together. And by worship, I mean adore and celebrate. Sure, yeah. Uh, not in the, the big W sense. Um, so our relationship has religious aspects to it. Yeah. And so for me, when I look at this question, is Christianity a relationship or religion? Well, yes, because they're yeah. one and the same. Every relationship, even our relationship as yeah. friends, we have rituals. Yeah. We have mutual things that we, quote unquote, worship together. We love movies. We yeah. love questions. We meet once a week to do this ritual of doing a podcast, yep. having dinner, breaking bread, yeah. uh, watching a movie and talking about that is a ritual. Yes. And so to me, any good relationship will be inherently religious. And so any good, re any good religion will be inherently uh, relationally oriented. Yeah. And so to me, it's a funny question that people are, are trying to um, separate these things when I think they're actually kind of one and the same, or at least part of the same um, thrust. Thrust, very, very thrust. And so I want to get into more why in a second, sure. but I want to hear your initial thoughts on yeah. this. I think you you make a you make an excellent point uh, that the because um, I, I you know my um, I've heard people talk about you know um, you know like my mom talked about having grown up in the Catholic Church yeah. and talk about one of the things that in her experience of church growing up is that the priest would act as if you could only get to God through him. Mm. And this is not like a slam on Catholics. This is something that happens in many churches. Yes. And it's this like has happened that, in Protestant churches as well. Yes. And it's that many people's experience of being part of a religious institution is that um, the people say like, you can't have your own personal relationship with God that looks particularly individual to you or and you don't even have an access to interpret God in a different way than this specific pastor and this specific institution has told you you have to interpret it ah. and all that kind of stuff that there's a lot. And so people oftentimes when I think a lot of times, which interesting, you see people say, oh, it's not religious relationship. What that means is I'm able to have a relationship with God personally that's outside of 
the confines of, a, of an institution. Oh, interesting. Well, the thing is that this is interesting. I mean, we talked about, you know, the book Modern, uh, Hypermodern Times by Gil Slavovetsky, it talks about postmodern age, there's a lot of skepticism around institutions. Mm -hmm. And it's like, because these institutions can exercise control over you, that makes your life worse, sometimes better, but also sometimes worse. And I think that oftentimes saying like, no, this is, these are not the only people that have access to God. You can have access to God in a personal way is something that people are, are kind of looking for that. However, you're right to emphasize the fact relationships have rituals. You're also, you know, when you are talking about you have a relationship with God, one of the things you have to say is, okay, what is your relationship with God? People often talk about God being my friend or God mm. being my, you know, things like, you know, a kind of uh, lover allegory. So he's someone who protects, provides, I can have emotional experience where I can talk yeah. to him. He is also primarily, the primary relationship is he's your God. Yes. <laughs> and as your God, he gets to define the terms of your relationship. Mm. And one of the things you pointed out that it, through scripture, they're constantly doing is he's saying, the terms of our relationship, the rituals involved in our relationship are going to include things like you have to regularly attend religious services. Like yes. Jesus is like, you have to gather together and you have to break this bread with me. That is how you're going to do this. And the, in these quote unquote rituals, religious yes. rituals actually are the way to have that relationship. Yes. They're not, of course, maybe the exclusive way. Obviously you can have private prayer time, but even that is a religious ritual. Yes. Having regular private prayer time is a religious ritual. Um, it is a ritual of relationship. And I think, and this is something sort of, you know, we'll get sort of this, but we, we, we as a society are very biased towards the fact that institutional or community um, uh, practices that um, are, are, that exercise some control over our lives always make our lives worse. Mm. And that is not true. And there's, I would say there, there is, uh, this is sort of, this is we're gonna say something controversial. There is very little data that we can point to that says people who have a positive individual relationship with God, it makes them better people. We have actually some good data that says regular, um, regularly engaging in religious uh, rituals with religious communities makes you a better person. Mm. And so you have to be very careful about de-emphasizing the part of it that's, I think for example, divorce rates are basically equal between Christians and non-Christians. Yes. Except if you regularly go to church, a religious practice, a religious practice, your divorce rate cuts down by 25%. Wow. So, and of course, so it's like, so it's things like that. So it's like, don't think that you are making it, okay, it's Christianity is better if it's not a religion and it's an individualized relationship that only you have control over. Well, and it's interesting yeah. that you, what you brought up about kind of, I'd say it's almost a marketing aspect. Yes. Yes. Because then you talk about the postmodern aspect, which is nowadays youth and people in general are very wary of institutions. Yes. Of things that look like they will have control over you. Yes. That will dictate against your will, what you ought to do, that yes. will have power over your life. And so we're very wary of these things, these quote unquote institutions. For some, for reasonable reasons. Exactly. Oh yeah. And, and so I think that, part of this conversation has come out of an attempt to try to, not coerce, but to convince people we're not just an institution. Yes. Christianity is so much more than that. Mm. But when you do it in such binary terms, like yes. it's either religion or relationship, it's not that, it's this. One, you're not telling the whole truth. Yeah. And two, you are, you're redefining what religion actually yeah. is. And I think that's the problem because what I'd rather do rather than this get rid of the word religion because it really does have rich meaning that I feel like we shouldn't get rid of um, just because it has negative connotations is learn to redefine this as a culture. And as Christians, we have to yeah. redefine what religion can look like. Again, religion 
is just a tool, right? Yeah, yes. It's just a, a descriptor of a thing, but it doesn't actually say, the word religion doesn't actually say if something's good or bad, because there are bad religions that have caused violence. There yeah. are there are good religions that have caused peace and wholeness and yeah. prosperity. And so religion is just a descriptor. What I'd rather do is say, okay, Christianity is a religion. Is it a good one? Is it actually right. a valid one that brings about life and goodness, or is it one that brings about dissension and uh, you know destruction? And so in an effort to to vacate ourselves from the uh the institutionalized understanding yeah. that people have of quote-unquote religion that we're going to tell you what to do people have said oh it's not that thing and to be fair a lot of people have grown up absolutely in christian churches that have actually um given them by experience by the way given them a faulty understanding not a faulty understanding a, a view of religion as a bad thing, meaning very often the religion through Christianity they've been given is just religion. Yes. And it has no relationship aspect. I know plenty of people who grew up and said, I did all the rituals and I was never even told, I was never even shown how to connect with God. Yes. And so I was doing these things. It's, it's like, you know, taking yourself on, on a date when you're not married, it doesn't yeah. actually enhance any love yeah. there because there's no person aside from you that's an excellent point and well i mean you, you talk yes there's a lot of play people who've grown up in churches where it was just empty rituals i mean you know where there's nobody has you know there's no actual personal connection with god there there's also a case of course where people have grown up in churches where people have exercised power and abuse yes over people and said i am the only way you can have a relationship with god is through me mm-hmm. and the only way i will give you a relationship with god is if you do what i tell you to do yes and allow me to abuse you. and so it's like in that situation, when that happens all the time, not just in religious institutions, but institutions widely, it's no surprise that people are wanting to get away from those toxic institutions yes. to a relationship with God that is at least doesn't have those problems. Well, the people I see typically in my friends and in my circles who are, who are the most vehemently and adamantly against Christianity or religion are the ones who experienced it in a really negative way. Yeah. And so, uh, w- which is really understandable. Absolutely. Um, but what I'd like for Christians, Christians who actually do have a desire for goodness and, and want to carry it out well, to do is not to just lie to them and say, well, it's not a religion. It's to say, yeah. I'm so sorry that you experienced this thing that should have been good in a negative way, but it can be experienced wonderfully <laughs> and it can be applied great. Again, I'll use my terrible analogy that hammers can build and hammers can destroy. Right. And people hate hammers because they've only ever seen them destroy. Let's show what hammers can actually build. Well, it's a bit like, um, you know, seeing all of the abuse that governments have done over human history. And boy, that's just called reading human history. That's called reading, yeah, that's <laughs> 50 years yeah. of and, any place. Any, yes, exactly. And then deciding we should get rid of all governments everywhere. Yes. And saying, and of course, there are some people who believe that, but most people look at it and say, well, no, there, we still need governments for things. Yes. If we don't have governments, that actually does make things worse. And so there's things that you don't want to throw, you know, the, the horrible expression, don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, yeah. is that we do know that religion, when it does right, actually makes things better than if you don't have religion at all. But and that's done right. But the, the done right is important. Well, the thing is, is, we always, and I love how you say it's like kind of a marketing thing. Because religion became a bad word. And so you say, well, Christianity is not bad. It's not yeah. But we're really, when people are saying it's not a religion, what the, most people really mean is it's not legalism, as Christians would yes. say. You know, it's not where it's you follow the rules and you get good, and that's all there is to it. Well, and actually, I've seen people try to remove, I've seen a, a, a church, um, a movement of church in the past, I don't know, <clears throat> 20 years maybe, yeah. and really culminated in the past maybe five, six, seven. Um, but it was a, a movement that 
literally tried to to enact we're not a religion hmm. while still oh, being a religion. And it and it and I've I've been to these churches, and so it it feels like they don't know what they're doing because they're trying to be a church without yeah. any religious aspects. And what you end up finding is. Um, you know, the pastors are tying their hands behind their back because yeah. they're trying to be something while saying they're not something, or you find just a really ineffective place. You know, the, the, the kind of places I would go to are trying to convince you. It's not, it's not a religion, it's a relationship. Yeah. So we're not going to have any rituals. We're not going to do anything, uh, you know, that'll make you feel judged. We're not going to, yeah. we're not going to have any guide guidance. We're not going to, um, Oh, what's the other word I was looking for. We're not having morals, yeah. anything like that. We're just going to be uh, a, Why am I here? Then? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can play place with cool music and smoke and pretty people, and and we'll tell you how much Jesus loves you, but not require anything of you. And yeah. the re- the reality is, relationship requires again. I'll go to marriage um, yes. imagery. Relationship requires religion. Yes. Um, and so when you try to have just a relationship without, because we talked about the churches that only have the ritual, right? Only the religion, and they remove the relationship. I've seen other churches where they were they they try to have a relationship without ritual, but I can tell you, as a married man, if I stopped um, celebrating my anniversary, <laughs> if I stopped go, taking date nights, if yeah. I stopped having once a week um, debriefs and talks with my wife, if I stopped communicating with her yeah. on a whole, yeah. all of a sudden you'd find that the things that keep the relationship together, the religious rituals that keep the relationship together, uh, are gone, and so all you have is quote, I love her emotionally, but there's actually no, um, uh, how do I say it, scaffolding yeah. to keep, there's no bones to actually yeah. keep the relationship in place. You need structure, you need a healthy routine. The, the marriage analogy is great because you almost like don't have to explain, like every single married person knows, you say like, you know, if I didn't celebrate anniversary, forget your anniversary. Like everybody yes. knows like, okay, well that's a problem. And that's by the way, that's a, that's a literally a literally. once a year ritual. And you can decide how that looks maybe. And that's what I love about the beauty of Christianity is our rituals can look different, but we still have them and they're right. still around. Well, the same and thing. It's still, um, what you call it? it the, 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 um, rituals are set by both parties. Yes. The thing is you don't get to just decide how your relationship with God is going to look uh, like. You have to take her to the restaurant she likes. Yes, exactly. Mm. God, exactly. God gets to partly decide the terms of your relationship, yeah. at least partly. And because he's God, he gets to dictate a lot more of them. Yeah. But you, but that's, and that's a lot. And he's of, generous to let us even take part of yeah, at all. Exactly. <laughs> no, so, so that's oftentimes where it goes is that people say that they don't just want to take it out of the power of other people who may be toxic. They want to take it out of the power of God and make mm. it something for them. You know, I mean, you talk about like those, all of those churches that try to say like, this was something that a lot of my professors at Kings would kind of laugh about because all the people, the churches that would say, oh, we don't have religion. We don't have, you know, it's not just about the Bible. It's not about the traditions. It's like, you're Baptist. <laughs> you're borrowing all your tradition from the Baptists yes. and not pretending like you're not. And our Catholic friends would say, we're all borrowing from them. Right. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> and so it, it, that became sort of the running joke. It's like, oh, it's like, oh we're not a denomination, so you're Baptist. Yeah. It was, like, was, it, was, it, was, was the running joke. But the, and this is the thing is that people often forget. Oftentimes the churches, not always, obviously, but oftentimes you find the churches that get caught up in some of these most abusive scandals are often, not always, but often the ones that have actually the least institutional accountability and oversight mm. to a lot, a lot of these mega churches. They're like powers unto themselves that don't have accountability to other institutions. There's no authority. There's no authority over them, no other places that could hold them accountable. 
one of the things that, this is, that Dr. Anthony Bradley, who's a professor of religious studies at the King's College right, that I attended, he points out that many of the people, the cultures that were most into just the gospel and just relationship or were some of the Christian or uh, cultures that were most likely to support segregation. Wow. Uh, because you can kind of decide for yourself which verses you want, which you don't. Exactly. Now, so this is, and this is always the difficult tension is of course, a religious institution that institutionalizes its own toxicity and abuse, you're better off not being part of that religious institution. Mm. But if you're alone outside of religious community that holds you accountable, then your own toxicity doesn't have a check on it. Yes. Your own relationship with God, your own individual relationship with God, there's very little evidence that that actually prevents your own toxicity from taking root. Listen, I think every uh, okay. worldview, every yes. philosophy is an attempt to arrive somewhere. Attempt yes. to, whether that's meaning or fulfillment or relationship with God, it's an attempt. And I think that religion is the vehicle through which we have yes. an experience with God, a, a connection relationship yes. with God. And so what I would love to tell people who have experienced terrible versions of religion, yes, experienced terrible um, abusive, oppressive uh, versions of religion is one, I'm so sorry. That's yeah. awful. And I totally understand your distaste for organized religion. Yeah. But I would say, because, uh, because as I said, this is a vehicle, don't give up on finding a vehicle that actually will yeah. do yes. that. Just because there have been um, ones that have hurt you and that haven't, or just haven't worked. I hear that a lot. Yeah. It just didn't work. Sure. Yeah. I, I wasn't even impressed. It just, I, didn't work. Don't give up on a vehicle that actually could have the ability to right. give you a relationship with God. So because don't give up on religion, give up on bad religion. Yeah, because you are, and I want to say this, I've often, I've often found people who have felt bad because they haven't had the emotional experience. I'm raising my hand. Yes. <laughs> Being at church and they haven't found it in their own personal lives, anything like that. And I feel like everyone else is feeling this emotional connection to God. Yes. And I don't feel like that. And I say that, you know, you as a person deserve to have the experience of being united to the transcendent. Yes. Whether and you can experience that in the way that you were created to. It doesn't exactly. have to be emotional. It can be mental Precisely. or intellectual. Yes. There's nothing wrong with you, actually. And this is something, actually, people who are more pro-religion than pro-relationship, oftentimes it's really partly a personality thing, mm. where it's like they actually feel closer to God through through their logic and reason and rituals in their bodies than they do from having ah. emotional experiences. So if you're less like your your relationship with God is less of an emotional experience and more going religion, that's not something wrong with you either. That's you're something in fact it's it's something right with you. Yes. God created you to connect to, to him through that way. Yes. And just because someone else experiences him in a different way, maybe sometimes they might guilt you or condescend yes. to you for not experiencing their way, doesn't mean that God didn't make you to experience them in, in a different way. It's not a malfunction, it's a feature. But I would say is that, that if you, you deserve, like you deserve to, to experience the transcendent with a per, and with a, with a personal creator and all of that. And so if you have not found a way that's helped you to do that, then find a different way. Yeah. That's the one that actually is on his terms still. Yes. And doesn't have you harm yourself or harm other people, but find that way for me I, I can speak and i've said this before sure. uh in our episode with glenn packian who talked about why are you going to be believing the church go listen to that because it goes well yes. with this but for me i am not someone who had who who enjoys church yes. i grew up in the church by the way yeah my parents are famous christians <laughs> yeah. and i grew up look in the them church. up they yes. actually are <laughs> and 
I, and I felt guilty that I didn't like church. Yeah. And one of the main reasons why is because I didn't seem to be feeling God like I believed yeah. everyone else was. And so what I did is I, it, for a while, I was like, well, I'm leaving religion. I'm just sure. going to do the relationship. Sure. That, that sounded good to me. Yeah. I can do it on my terms. And then I came back to, uh, well, one, I let go of the understanding that I had to, like you just said, I had to experience God in yeah. a way that someone else had. And I came back to, but I came back to how important religion was yeah. for me to have a relationship with God. And so I found a way in my own life to um, find find these religious rituals, but experience them in the, and allow myself to experience them in the way that I was made to. Yeah. And, and I have to say on a practical level, when I pray, when I engage with other fellow believers, when I have accountability in my life, mm-hmm. when I have people speaking into my life, when I set a time for worship, and it doesn't always look like music, sometimes it's taking a walk, sometimes, yeah. but I have these religious practices in my life, even though I, I'm someone who resists organized yeah. things, I resist institutions <laughs> like most people now, this generation, I have found when I submit myself to these uh, quote unquote um, religious practices, yeah. My life is better in every single way. My relationships are better. I have more hope. I have more um, insight and wisdom. And so, but I did have to learn how to experience and to celebrate how I experienced religious rituals. And I had to find healthy religious expressions and communities who did that because there are unhealthy religious expressions. But I'm so glad that I pushed through and said, no, religion can be beautiful and it will be this thing that actually helps me experience God. I'm so glad I did that because it has been infinitely important in my life. But I'm so glad I didn't let a a negative experience, uh, you know, whatever, going to a church and having people not live up to what I thought they should be affect what I did. Because I'm so glad I I actually I'm happy to say I am religious. I am a person of faith. And that religion allows me to have a relationship with my creator. Yes, I I agree. I, I to mention that I also agree that I, I found that I did not, you know, in, have the same relationship and same uh, experience of, of God and having that personal relationship and feeling like he's feeling like he's there in the room, that he's talking to me. Mm. Like I didn't have that growing up, even though everyone around me said that's how it's supposed to look. Mm. And I found that when I was able to look at my relationship with God as a partly obedience. Okay. He said, these are the, the, the terms, which ways I want you to engage with me, but trusting that the best way, because again, because I want a relationship with him and these are what he said, the ways he wants us to engage with him. And he knows better. And he knows better. Yes. That has given me confidence that I am actually am developing a relationship with him, even if it doesn't feel like it. Mm. And wrestling with that and leaning into that has actually given me more security that I am getting yeah. closer to him, even if I don't always feel like it. And so that's been a huge part of my growing relationship with him. And so definitely, you know, again, so this is our experience and this is our thoughts on it, but we'd love to hear what you guys have to think about your, um, your, your, your experiences and what's helpful for you with religion. Um, anything else before we wrap up? Yeah, I just say, I, I just, I'll reiterate, if you've had bad experience for religion, yeah. you, you're not going to find um, argument here. Yeah. There's a <laughs> yeah. lot of bad expressions of religion, um, but I but I would encourage you, I have found, and I've experienced bad ex- yeah. expressions oh, of yeah. religion, yep. like really, really bad ones, and multiple, multiple times. Yeah. So it's not like a here and there. I've experienced a lot of bad religion, yeah. but I'm glad I didn't give up on yeah. religion because- 
the religion that I found my old years now <laughs> um, is beautiful. And I found people who have helped me and these practices have really helped me have a better life uh, for lack of a better word. And it, that roots out of this religion, quote unquote, enabling me to have a connection with my creator. And that's ultimately what will make our lives better. So you need both religion and relationship yeah. and, um, and they're beautiful things. Don't give up. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. So now we're going to move on to blesses and curses nice. of the week. So do you have, uh, we didn't actually discuss this before. I know. Usually we do. So I have a few. So do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? You go first. All right, cool. So I'm going, I've got three blesses. I'm going to try to make them uh, quick. Okay. Um, first is I'm the blessing the uh, Oscar nominated film this year, Belfast. Okay. Because I think it's, it's probably one of the best films I saw last year. I think it does a great job of showing a, a for uh, purposes of topic of this episode, a great job of showing a child who is wrestling the fact that, you know, he's living in Ireland during the violence between the Protestants and the Catholics. Mm. And so he gets to see the negative side of religion, even as he is sort of struggling with how to make sense of the world, make sense of the yeah. world. Now, what's interesting is he actually finds his worship through watching movies, mm. but that's a whole other thing. But I think that that's, if you want to see kind of people wrestling with a lot of the negative sides of how religion can motivate people badly. I think this is probably one of the best modern examples of that. So I definitely recommend that. On the positive side, I'm showing positive side of like why leaning into religion, both the personal relationship aspect and the religious rituals aspect, I have to once again recommend the movie Father Stew. Oh which, yeah. Which I'm going to, it's going to be kind of like my new 500 days of summer where I'm going to have to find ways to not use it. Yeah. Last. It's, it's so good for this one. Yeah. Yeah. But it's where it really did. It's somebody who is, who does just not have a relation with religion, yeah. but then he does get both a personal connection to the creator relationship, mm. but also it's partly by leaning into the rituals and leaning into how God wants us to engage with him in addition to relationship, the religious aspect of it, that he actually is able to find a connection closer. Well, it's interesting. Creator. You watch this guy who does whatever he wants. He's a yes. crazy guy, yep. you know, smoking, drinking, rock and roll, yes. sex, drugs, <laughs> yes. all that. And you, he believes he has freedom. Yes. And all of a sudden you see how enslaved he is. Yes. And all of a sudden he accepts a religious system that tells him how to live and what to yes. do and asks him to have rituals yes. and boundaries. And, and you watch this man who, who thought he was living in freedom but was actually slavery, change his entire life, and all of a sudden he becomes free. That's a perfect through way to the concept it. of religion. Yes. So you want a rituals. positive example of that, of why it's what we're talking about, how that works. Like Father Stu is a great example. Fantastic. Marky Mark is great. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Does, does, uh, as always, does a great job. Um, I will say then, okay, then the third one is I definitely recommend, uh, not for the kids, but Life of Brian. Which, oh. because that is, I think, one of the best satirical takedowns Never of the problem that, problems of religion that I've seen. And again, there's a famous scene in there where they're going to stone somebody for saying God's name, saying Jehovah. But in order to actually um, stone him and tell, say what he's done, they have to say, he said Jehovah. And, and, then they they stone him. and it's just like, <laughs> and they keep doing that throughout. So like, the ridiculousness of you know, making religion the, you know, making the rituals the idol rather than the creator, relationship with the creator mm. being the point of the religious rituals. And so I think, you know, if you want someone to say, we, this person understands the, you know, the Belfast is the horror of it. Yeah. And uh, like Brian is the ridiculousness 
of of religion without the point yeah. there. And so good. So as I thought, so those are my sort of three recommendations uh, for that. But curse is actually going to be something. It's going to get a lot of people mad at me. Oh, silence. I'm actually going to curse silence. Wow. Because everyone really likes that. And there are good things about it. But ultimately, it is a movie that um, celebrates um, uh, b- celebrates having a relation with God on your terms and not on his. Mm. And it's, it's, its conclusion, its beautiful conclusion that you're supposed to feel really good about is him imagining God saying something to him that he probably, God probably would not say to him in order to justify doing something he wants to do. Okay. And that's what it celebrates in the movie. And it celebrates having the personal relationship outside of the religion as the ideal. And I think that it's, that's deeply problematic and deeply um, harmful to people. And just really easy for sort of Hollywood to say, you know, this is the kind of religion we're okay with. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, eh, it's, it's, so I think that would be my curse. Okay. I thought you were going to go with uh, First Reformed. Oh, no, that's, that, that's, I'm saving that one for later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm still, oh, no, I got, I got my curse. I'm going to do, um, a book in a song. Ooh, nice. So yeah, I usually, we usually do a lot of movies, but I, I realized we should Both do a few film, more books. Both film, film critic people, ma- maker and critic people, so there's a reason for that. But, but we love reading. And yes, I'm like, exactly. Our listeners love reading, so I'm going to try to do more books. Good um, idea. I'm going to, I'm going to bless. One of the, one of the books I read um, during my time of, uh, I, yeah, I just turned 19, and I was like, this church thing is Back when you stupid. Read it, not, yeah, not now. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> um, and you know, this this church thing is stupid. Mm-hmm. And you know, I still believe in God, but I kind of do it my own way. And I, I think I know what you're going for. Moved to New York, and um, and yeah, and you know, I I, I love God, but I kind of want to do it my own way. I'm sick of religion, and my my you know, secular friends are so cool, <laughs> and you know, and church was so old and dumb, and you know, all that. And I read a book. My mom sent it to me, not you know, with any intent. She just always sends me books that yeah. she likes. But I read a book called The Jesus I Never Knew by Philip Yancey. And uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. He has such a way with words and images and prose and also thought and concept. Mm. He's one of my favorite writers. Um, and Philip Yancey wrote the book, Je- The Jesus I Never Knew, and gives you an insight into, especially talking about this for people who've experienced a lot of religion without relationship. Right. This gives you into why maybe you should give another shot mm-hmm. because the person underneath it, Jesus, who he is, is so beautiful and so uh, unique. Yeah. And so it kind of, it kind of, it, without bashing religion, it shows you why people, why this is uh, yes, yes. It's so important in so many people's lives because the central figure, the person, yeah. the relational bit is, is why people go through all of this. And it shows you the importance of Jesus and, and the beauty of, of Christ and who he is and why people are willing to, to live out religion, uh, re- religious practices, healthy ones, so they can know and relate to him better. I, I that's a, that's a great one. I thought you were going to do blue like jazz. Well, and, and <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll throw that in there too. Blue like jazz was a very meaningful book to me because it allowed me to explore my faith and my questions and my doubts. Um, and I hadn't heard many Christians be open about yeah. the difficult parts of modern religion. Right. And so I think it's a a really good. Um, I wouldn't even say critique. I, I think it's a good insight. It's like a coming of age faith story. Right. Yeah. And uh, it meant a lot to me um, growing up. So I'm, I'm interested to actually read his new book about the heroes Ooh, and the villains. And yes. You posted something yeah, about that on um, Overthinker Space. Yeah. So go check that out. Um, but yeah, so those, those are my blesses. 
for the curse, this is an oldie, but a goodie. Everyone's <laughs> cursed this. I think I'm actually on pretty solid ground cursing this now. Uh, but the song Imagine is such a <laughs> silly, ridiculous song. It's so simplistic and reductive. Mm, yeah. Imagine there's no religion. The John Lennon song. Yeah, yes. just imagine. Yeah. I know he was trying to imagine the utopia, but it's funny the religious worship that this song about getting yeah. rid of religion have, has inspired. I'm like, you're doing the exact same thing. Yeah. He said he was trying to get rid of. Well, I mean, he's just saying, like, imagine there's no heaven. It's like, that would mean that there'd be no wars. It's like, it's like I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah. One of these things is not like, yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know how many wars have been fought over heaven, <laughs> but it's it's interesting how people um, scapegoat religion. Yeah. Oh, if think something bad happens because religion, or maybe people have used religion. I sure. That be yeah. a possibility, but it's a silly, reductive, simplistic way to see the world yeah. and faith. I, there's plenty of things to criticize about religion. Yeah. But just saying, imagine if there was no heaven or hell or religion. Come on, are you serious? Yeah, no. So, and that's not even a very good critique of the song. But it, <laughs> I think what is most interesting to me is that this song in John Lennon and the Beatles actually thrived off of quote unquote religious yeah. worship and celebration. Oh, yeah, and, and it's interesting that he, then turns around and says we should get rid of religion, which is what kind of people's natural religious orient is what created well, that's, that, that's, success. that's a whole of things. Like typically people who are trying to get rid of religion, if, particularly if people with power, what they want is to actually be the replacement. A furor is developing over comments John Lennon made. Quote, Christianity will go. It will vanish and shrink. We're more popular than Jesus. Unquote. Yes. Oh, that's a great way to say it. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that that's a silly song. If you like it, I'm sorry. Please write us. You're still you should, welcome. Watch here. watch all the celebrities sing it and see if you still like it. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I think everybody was like during COVID, all the celebrities singing. I was like, I think we all collectively hate this song now. <laughs> yes. Exactly. All right. Well, cool. This is awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Again, if you have more thoughts on uh, your relationship with relate with Christian being religion versus relationship we love to let us know send us a message at theoverthinkersjournal.com or if you just have any other thoughts about uh, wanting to engage more with these topics um uh nathan uh, where can they go if they uh, want to get in touch with you or do you have something to promote or something like that? Uh, I always have a million things to promote, <laughs> but they can go to nathanclarkson.me and you can find all my projects there. You can find me on Amazon and IMDb. And you can also search my name, Nathan Clarkson, on any of the socials. By the way, it's nathanclarkson.me. Can I say that? <laughs> yes, you do. Okay, yes, okay, good. Okay. Yes, and by the way, it is nathanclarkson.me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find me on all those socials as well. Just search Joseph Holmes on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok. You could you probably find me. And all right, thank you very much, everyone, for joining us. And remember, if it's worth thinking about, it's worth overthinking about. Mm -hmm.